This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDarren.com. Today is January 7th, 2019. Happy New Year to everybody. And we were, me and Calhoun, he the guest today. We were talking about shit we do, part rapper reactions. To all our listeners who know, we were talking about shit we do, rapper reactions, even though the Falcons are outside of this. And we were like, we don't know, we don't know. He hit me up like, hell yeah, it was a good playoff weekend, so let's talk about it. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to try to continue these through the Super Bowl. And we may do something special for the Super Bowl week because it's in Atlanta. Depending on who make the Super Bowl. If New Orleans make it, we're not doing shit. I can let you know that now. You know what I'm saying? But Exactly, fuck them. But, you know, we're going to keep doing these at least to the Super Bowl, for sure. Is that all right with you, big homie? Let's get it, man. It's good because the fact I went in the motherfucker, stinging it up. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about what happened. And, you know, four games, we, we can talk about where we're going. But let's talk about where we came from. What game you want to talk about first? I think the easy game to talk about is the Houston and the Colts game. Are you a believer of the Colts? Let's start like that. Say it again? Are you a believer of the Colts? Or are you just or is Houston just the dud you thought they were? I didn't think they was as big as dud as I thought, but they also fake dope. Without a doubt. And what's even more, Sean Watson had this Clemson game tonight. That's crazy. I would have been putting my head in the book the way he was skipping balls off. He yeah. was skipping like he was throwing rocks in the pond. I think the coach just went against an inferior team. I don't think they're going to go against that against Kansas City. Now, they have a good line. Though. That line is, is, a, is amazing. But if you don't think Tyree Hill and fucking Pat Mahomes, boy, Kelsey going to shred up that cover too, you got another thing coming. So let's save that part of it. Let's go back to the Houston game and the Colts game. Because one of the strong points of Houston is the offense. I mean, it's the D-line. So were you surprised that the Colts' offensive line handled them like that? Yeah, they handled them all day. I don't even think they got a sack in. He wasn't even pressured to. So at some point, they should have probably dialed up some blitzing because they wasn't getting there. So I think I look at it differently than you. How you look at it? I look at it like the, the I look at it like that was mostly a coaching problem game. Like Houston came in completely unprepared. Like the Colts wanted it more, and you could see that. Right. Like, cause let's be honest, I understand the Colts line is good, but they don't have the talent that the Houston front seven front seven got. So, like, you know, not saying they should have been having Andrew Luck run for his life, but it should have been more done than what was done. It just seemed like Houston. They locked, They got down seven to nine. Got down fourteen to nine. They were like, "Fuck it, let's go home." Like, like they played with no heart. If I was a Houston fan, I would have been, I would have been disappointed. Like my team played with no heart, which leads me to the next question to you: Can you bring this same coach quarterback combo back? I don't know how long you got. The only reason why you got a little more time because Deshaun Watson been hurt as much as he has. So this is their full year with him. Honestly. And so you could see, you have to build on this, though. 
And they didn't – I think the theme of this weekend's playoff was what you just mentioned with the Texans we've seen a lot was unprepared. There was a lot of teams like that. But sticking with Houston, they really were. They didn't make the adjustments that was needed. They didn't do the things that were needed. I talked with you during the game, and you was like, Lamar Miller was a good player, and they did not utilize him as much as they should have. Yeah, I think you're an underrated player, and I think that they don't use him. And, like, to me, I was telling my fiancé this, like, if they can't get about DeAndre Hopkins, it's like, oh, shit, what do we do? Like, they have no second-trip pony for that, which Lamar Miller is a good second-trip pony. And it's like they could, they couldn't get the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, and they didn't know what to do. Long story short, so. And that's what happened. I think in the draft for sure they need to go after a tight end. They don't even. I didn't even notice them targeting or going to any tight end. I know Bebe Thomas got hurt, so that was a dumb deal. But they got to get something else for the other than DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. That just was a bad game. They had a horrible game plan, and it showed. Meanwhile, I got to give it to. Andrew Luck, them man, they they were striking. They they got damn running back. They got. I like Marlon out. Mack. Mack is a well, hey man, Mack straight. He'll I like. Be, him. Yeah, and then they talk about DeAndre Hopkins on one side, but Ty Hilton ain't no slouch either. But you know, I always told y'all I like Ty Hilton. Like he never been the elite receiver, the top receiver, but he always been the second tier. Like you always can count on him for seventy, twelve hundred, and like six touchdowns. And right, it's something to be said. Of, it's something to be said for that. Right. He's consistent. He's a constant with that. Yeah, he's a so, he's a B plus. Always a B plus. If this was the nineties, he'll be a Hall of Famer. With the, with the numbers he produced. He produced numbers every year. Yeah, I looked at it now, I think he like five hundred catches, like eight th- um seventy five hundred, eight thousand yards. So like if he keep playing, he'll get up though. Like to your point, what's gonna hurt him is they probably won't win a championship, but you know he's and he's in an area wide receiver. So when when old old Dale Beckham and Julio Jones and Antonio Brown and all of them are up, and even DeAndre Hopkins and D, and T. Y. Hilton's gonna be in like that class. So you're not gonna think about T. Y. But watching T. Y. is watching great. You watching something great. He one of them people who had to get voted in by the veterans committee. So you know like all of them getting voted in through the through the normal means, and then you be like. The Veterans Committee recommends somebody like, who the fuck is that? Right. They, he fall right into that category. Somebody who was always good, but just never with a headline. Right. So, um, I thought the Colts were actually the complete opposite of Houston. I thought they were prepared. I thought they were hungry. I think that this is what, this is a game to me that was clearly indicative of coaching. And we talk about Dan Quinn and whatever, whatever, how a coach can affect this team. Frank Wright has infected this team in the positive. He got them wanting it, overachieving, believing. And Bill O'Brien got his team in the negative. Like, they don't believe him. Like, and that's to me how the game played out. Because I think that's even talent-wise. They are even. And it was in Houston. We talked about it earlier. They're even and they're in Houston. I gave a nod to Houston early on. I mean, they actually was a reflection of themselves. That goes to, I agree with you with the coaching. With Bill O'Brien, man. They, I don't know how long they're going to give him. He's not the answer. I don't believe he's the answer, period. Yeah. And, and the, the team just take on the, the attitude of the leadership. And that's essentially, that's exactly what happened and what has happened. Has he won a playoff game in Houston? Because one year they had Brock Osweiler at quarterback. I know they lost. Has he won a playoff game in Houston? I don't think so. If they did, it's been won, but I don't think so. 
I don't know. It just that game, like you said, we can wrap up that game. That was the easiest game to talk about. Houston yeah. are what they are. I was very impressed with the Colts' mindset, and I know their mantra is go. Go ahead. Hopefully they take that mindset to Kansas City and give us a good game. Yeah, so I think they go one and over week. I think that's a a good mindset to go about. So you know, let me ask you this: on the scale of, on the entertainment scale from one to five, how entertaining was this? Five being the highest, one being the lowest. One. Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't a game. It wasn't. Like it was a pretty. It wasn't a smooth game or whatever. So I agree with you. Like, it was a point in that game where you start watching clothes. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, let me go." If he was grilling, it was beautiful here in Atlanta. But let me go and throw some meat on the grill. I'll throw it in while they game going on. Like that was the kind of game that was. So I went to um, a sports bar. Me and Double R podcast guest Double R shot to him, and we were looking at the game. But like, you know how like your conversation get better than the game, and like the game right. just background noise. That's what it wind up becoming. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's never a good sign. But you know. I agree with you. I thought it was a one on the scale, entertainment factor scale, too. So, if you're the coach, how do you feel? I feel like we can get something. I ride that momentum. Do you think you can? see what we can do. Do you think they can really beat Kansas City? Listen, I don't trust in Patrick Mahomes. I don't trust in the gambler. Because they can easily win now, but they'll lose. They can win big now and lose big later. Now, he might win all the way to the Super Bowl and win it. I don't know. But I know, hey, man, slow and steady wins the race. And them boys got the formula now. They got a good line. They got a great running back. They got a they got a good co- uh, quarterback, good wide receiver, good defense. I just don't know about that Tampa 2 shit. Tyree Hill fast enough to get you out of that. So I, I think we different in this regard. I don't trust the Andy Reid. So that Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid combo, like as great as they are in the regular season or whatever, like Pat Mahomes haven't showed you who he is in the postseason. Andy Reid has shown you who he is in the postseason. And, you know, sometimes the unknown known is greater than the known unknown or whatever, or however you want to put it. And so for somebody who has much playoff experience as Andy Reid, I'm surprisingly looking at the coaching matchup is pretty even. I don't. I mean, Frank Wright is a nobody, man. I'm not gonna disrespect Andy Reid, like but that. he got no plan. He got an average team playing above their heads. But I think that's the that's the big thing, though. That's what's not being said. They're not an average team. Once the Colts caught fire, the motherfuckers are won like the last what ten or eleven or something like that. Yeah, but talent. I mean, we spent ten minutes on the Colts, so we're gonna wrap this up. Would you say talent wise, they're in the top half of the league? No. And that's my point. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> so you got. So we finished up the coast. Where'd you go on and go in, in order the games? That should probably make the most Ooh. sense. Dallas, Seattle. What's your thoughts on that one? I was I was blown away. We was talking about maybe they don't go into the Super Bowl. So one one stat I didn't realize. We always joke, and I hear national media and everybody joke about the clapper Jason Garrett. I didn't know he won three of the past five division titles in the NFC East. Yeah, you told me. Yeah. And it makes sense because Washington ain't won shit. The Eagles probably yeah, won Eagles one, two. And where the where Eli done since that Patriots Super Bowl? It's not a damn thing. So that that's probably true, which is 
shows you how shitty the NFC East is, but you made this point a long time ago. Dallas has always been talented. It's just giving uh, him the keys not to fuck up, and he's been fucking up. But quiet is kept. Dallas could beat anybody and remain in the NFC. I don't think so. You don't think they could beat anybody? Everybody. Yeah, you, talk, you just talked about Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, man. I don't trust Jason Garrett and that Prescott. Yeah, but that's got no. a decent defense and Ezekiel Elliott. They got a hell of a defense, and they got the arguably they got arguably the best running back in the game. You could like who you like. They got one of the best running back in the game in Ezekiel Elliott, if not the best running back in the game. That being said, I don't trust Jason Garrett, and I don't trust that Prescott. At all, I don't trust them clowns. Man, they some clowns for they some clown clowns. Oh, um, ass clowns! <laughs> oh, what? I don't trust them fools. <laughs> so you don't think Ezekiel Elliott and that defense could carry them further than they normally would? I think they could carry them to the championship game um, because, again, this son of a bitch Sean McVay. No, this is going a little further. We'll get into that later. Hey, they have they have some goods. I don't trust what they got. Seattle. They're going back to the game. Yeah, Seattle gave them that motherfucking game. I watched that game. They're going back to not being prepared or stubborn ass coaching. But I have not seen nobody who have a quarterback as talented as Russell Wilson. I have not seen a team take the ball away from him. Not in this day and age. Yeah. Like in the day and age of the quarterback. You have arguably the top five could be up there as the best quarterback, and you take the ball away from him and just continue with a run game that is not working. You stick it to it. And they said the running back, Carson, had thir- went 13 for 21 or something crazy like that. They wasn't giving you the run. The Meanwhile, best running play was Russell Wilson. I think he took a um, – he did like a RPO type thing or something or an option type thing. He got like 20 right. yards. Out. That was their best running play. I think that – and it's funny because you said the best. Unprepared is probably the term for that would describe this weekend. And the Seattle look unprepared. And, like, Seattle look like they treated Russell Wilson like he was Mitch Trubisky, where he was, you know, somebody you don't trust or whatever. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, which is crazy to me because, to your point, Russell Wilson, we say top five. Russell Wilson may be top three right now, real speed. You know what I'm saying? So right now he could he could argue be I mean it, you know you got you got Pat Mahone who went over Pat Mahone have more time man and he got receivers man them little bitty motherfuckers locker than Baldwin will catch or something you seen them catches <laughs> man that was amazing <laughs> and he was dropping it in a bucket out there like I don't get it it was some it was a, it was some series they were going. They were showing they the most three and out team in the NFL. I don't know who the offensive coordinator is, who, who the offensive coordinator is, but he needs to be fired immediately. It was I have not remember it was um Marty Schottenheimer's son because they were saying like you should never. I was listening to a podcast today and they were saying you should never bet with Schottenheimer. And they were like that includes when they say like Shanahan Schottenheimer, um somebody else. That means you shouldn't bet with their children either. And so they were like. I don't, Grandson, the ball boy. I don't want their daughter being the tower girl. I don't want them doing touching anything with the team. <laughs> he came with that 1984 New York Giants just run the ball type shit. That Bo Jackson, Marcus Allen shit. 
<laughs> I, it was it was pathetic. Man, it was pathetic how they had called up that offense, man. And they made no adjustments. They literally had a drive where they went one, all three downs, they ran the ball. First down, second down, third down, ran the ball and put the ball away. I, if I was a Seattle fan, I'd be livid because even with Marshawn Lynch, they didn't play like that. And you want to do it with Chris Carson? <laughs> it's crazy to me, man. That was terrible. And they didn't adjust. And when you saw that wasn't you, if you wanted to run the ball, you saw you was going to have to open up the run with the pass. And they refused to do it. And that's what cost them the game. Yeah. So let me ask you this. If you're Seattle, where do you go from here? Oh, it's nothing but up. I just, again, they're another team that need to just draft the, uh, a tight end. Everything else is good. I fired that offensive coordinator. That offensive, that, they were going three and out ridiculously. You, They was leaving their defense out to dry. You cannot do that, man. You can't do that. If you Dallas, how good do you feel about going to L.A.? What did you say? If you Dallas, how good do you feel about going to L.A.? You feel good about going to L.A.? They can beat L.A. They can beat L.A., no doubt. You just beat Seattle. Seattle's a much taller task than L.A., in my opinion. Yeah. Now, you know, stars may fight, so it's inter- it's going to be interesting to see. But, yeah, they can go to Dallas, man. Especially they put the ball in Jerry Golf hands. Hell yeah. <laughs> Made Jerry Goff beat you. Side note, boy, the, the fucking tackling Dutchman and Jalen Smith for Dallas is something to see. Those oh, that Vanderleer dude. Boy, Jesus Christ, them boys get to the ball. <laughs> they fly to the ball. Their defense is, is really their linebackers. I mean. Yeah, they're, they're like an old school defense where their linebackers make their defense. Their defense made that their linebackers is that defense. Yeah, you don't see that as much anymore. Like you don't see that in this NFL as much. No, them boys. Boy, them boys rough. No. I'm talking about they come with it every play. No. They got two major playmakers. They both could have been all pros. But they really go to the ball, man. There's something to see. And I, I'm not gonna lie to you, boy. If the if Dallas continue to do what they did. You got to feed Zeke. That, that offense run through Zeke. People say they want to say about the quarterback and that Prescott. Well, you with that line, you got to feed Zeke. You seen what he did. How much of a difference is Amar Cooper on this team? Oh, huge. Is this a new version of the triplets? What did you say? Is this a new version of the triplets? Yeah, but with a better running back, if you ask me. Oh yeah, Zeke is <laughs> Zeke is very good. Like you said, like Zeke is very good. I think Dak Prescott is very similar to Troy Aikman. I know people gonna not gonna like that, but Troy Aikman is more accomplished, but their games are similar or whatever. Like neither one of them were ever the best quarterback in the league. They'll never be they'll be never the worst. They'll give you a B or a C. You can count on that from them or whatever. So And would you say Cooper's it's so early to say because all those are all time greats. So it's not. So it's literally football blasphemy to say anything about him. But hey, man, Cooper or Michael Irvin, Irvin or him said he went fast. Now Michael Irvin wasn't. I like Amari. I like Amari Cooper in Oakland. 
So let me say this. That's the triplets are the ultimate example of when the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Because none of them individually are Hall of Famers. You take all of them off the Cowboys. You put them on different teams. Maybe good, but none of them are Hall of Famers, including Emmitt yeah. Smith. They are all, the totality of them is way more than each one of them individually. So I think that this group of triplets is more talented. Like I think at every position, I think Dak is more talented than Trey. Man, I think that um, Ezekiel is more talented than Eminem Smith. And I think that Amari Cooper is more talented than Michael Irvin. So on talent-wise, they got to beat. But can they c- c- come through in the big-time t- moments? Can they do they have that special thing to make them special like the tri- first triplets? I don't know. But if you're just looking at talent, bigger, stronger, faster is what you like to say. Give me today's triplets. I'm going to tell you why they don't have that special thing. You know why? What? You know that special thing was? Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> That's the special thing in that. Jimmy Johnson. Maybe. I'm just even saying. Though, I'm not taking away from that. What you say? I'm not taking away from that. I'm just saying that for me, talent-wise, they have the talent. They're just as good ta- talent-wise as the triplets we grew up on. I agree. So. And they can take that show on the road. I mean, you see, they can take that show on the road. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't I don't have a lot of trust in the Rams. We'll do a preview of next week. Uh, as far as the game goes, that wasn't a thing of Dallas winning, even though I will give that this, man. That last drive when he, it was third and I think 14, and he took off, and he went for that first down, and he, he they flipped him like, that was all heart. That Prescott played with a lot of heart, and he played damn good. I mean, he plays with heart. And I, this is why I say him and Troy Aikman, he's a little better because he can run, do that stuff. But, like, Troy I don't remember Troy Aikman being striking when I was young. I mean, he won the game. He was a good enough quarterback, but he always struck me as somebody who was good enough. Like, Troy Aikman wasn't ever the elite passing when I remember them. You know what I'm saying? Even at that heyday. Huh? Troy Aikman got lost in the wash. Yeah, he was just the quarterback of the Cowboys, and the Cowboys were good. But I wouldn't be sitting here saying, give me Troy Aikman on my favorite team. He wasn't no Steve Young or Joe Montana, no Dan Marino, no Warren Moon. He wasn't nothing like that. No Randall Cunningham. Uh, he was on the level below nothing. all of them. Cowboys, yeah, were good. The Cowboys, you were good. That that mean, When the Cowboys are good, that means something for one reason or another. But how entertaining was this game? It was pretty good. And it came down to the last little. Last little minute, I was frustrated watching it, actually. I'm not even a big Seattle fan, but I I hated how they was doing Russell Wilson. I was pissed. I, I couldn't understand it. And I thought they would make the adjustments later, and they didn't. And as much as I hate the Cowboys, you got to tip your hat to them, and they made a good game of it. Yeah. I said this game, I was, I said this game was a two. I think there are elements to it that are entertaining, but it wasn't a good game with Seattle's. Offense coordinators handicapping them. That's the way I see it. Right. Like that would that wasn't so like right now Alabama Clemson's on. That's two teams playing to their highest potential, which is creating a good game. I don't think Seattle played to their highest potential right. because of the offense coordinator. So I said that game was right, I give you I give you uh I give you two maybe I give you a two and a half, three. Because they did make it a game later. The game, what the score is not indicative of how the game played out. Exactly. The game was 
So it ended up 22-24, but that was not how the game went all game. That was not the game. Exactly. So let's go on and jump to Sunday. Baltimore at Philadelphia. I mean, it's San Diego. Sorry about that. San Diego at Baltimore. The most interesting game. Another team we said could uh, could go to the Super Bowl. We were saying it in the last one. Maybe it'll be Seattle, Baltimore. I have never seen a travesty like this is going back to coaching. That was a farce of coaching. It was all kind of crazy. I was calling you and I was calling Pi. I was coming on Facebook. I would have put Joe Flacco in, and I'm hearing all the reasons why not to. And I say the same, but the way they was handcuffing Lamar Jackson, I think at one point he was three for ten for twenty one yards and a pick. Uh, and it was like in the nine minutes left in the fourth that was his stat line. So it was the you talk about three and not running the ball. They ran the same fucking play for three and a half quarters. They ran that RPO all fucking game, and it didn't change. And I can understand if you get some headway with it. They weren't even moving the ball. I was unbelievable. If you didn't trust him to throw the ball, they don't have him in the goddamn game. But when you were down 23 and they were still running the ball, that was just a challenge. It's like they folded that shit up and went home. That game, pit, that game was horrible to watch as a football fan. It was an embarrassment. The way they had him as a black they made him look so inept. But at the end, they let him throw the ball, and he finally got two touchdowns. I don't know if that was because he was throwing it or he could throw it or they was letting up or the Chargers let up. You know, I don't know what that was, but that was bullshit game. I think this. Me and you talked about this way before anybody else, not to bring the Falcons into this. But when they played the Falcons, I told you they're sending football back 20, 20, 30 years. I like, you got, in my mind, I was telling Double R this, it seemed like, they basically, when Joe Flacco got hurt, they were like, hey, Harbaugh was in the offense coordinator room. Hey, we, we Jackson started. Come up with some plays. And the offense coordinator was like, oh, shit. Let me just Google RPO. And came up with 10 RPO plays, and that was it. Like, they, you could tell they haven't worked with him. You could tell they haven't developed him. You could tell they have no confidence in him. And your point is valid. If you don't have confidence in him, take him out of the game. Like, and, you know, you could... He's young enough where you can fix that. Like, I, I, he don't seem like one of them kids who will keep hold that over his head forever if he get benched in the playoffs. But if you're going to believe in him, let him throw the motherfucker. Like, I was telling you yesterday, I was like, it's bad for – I said, this game is twofold bad. He's playing bad, but he's getting coached bad. Like, they're not putting him in the situation to win. And, like, they're running basically an NFL version of Georgia Tech Paul Johnson offense. And the I say the same thing. I say his offense – you can't run first down, run second down, or either, and we're going to either throw a quick hitch third down. It's like 1974. You got to open it up. You got to throw on first down. You got to throw on second down. It got to be downs where you're going to throw every down. got to be downs where you run the ball only one time. And it's like Baltimore didn't catch that memo. It's like they're still running that same thing. And running and defense get wins games in the cold, wins games in the playoffs. But it has to be some semblance of balance. It can't be a predictable play calling, which what it, which is what it was. And your point is very valid. They made Lamar Jack, they made Lamar Jackson look end up. They just they didn't do him right. They didn't do right by him in that regard. And if you weren't gonna do right by him, you might as well play Flacco. The coaching staff over there is the biggest joke of them all. I told you earlier on, it look like these white coaches can't. They see a black 
play a quarterback and thinking that the motherfucker too stupid to play quarterback. And like, oh shit, how do we coach him? Coach him quarterback, motherfucker. Put the, you have a game plan. Have him learn your game plan. The son bitch came in the training camp and minicamp. That's what minicamp training camp is for. That quarterback coach is a joke. The offensive coordinator is a joke. And John Harbaugh is a fucking joke. At some point, you got to teach. The kid is taking a step back. And I'm not even talking about him his numbers. I'm talking about his his technique. His feet are flat. He throws right off of just the arm. Like, it's all ass. And in the playoffs, you haven't coached this up in training, mini count, training count. Fuck that. Rookie count, mini count, training count. And in the beginning of the season, y'all haven't set watch tape on this motherfucker and, and, and coached him up on his stepping to the ball. What to see? What you looking for? Where to throw it? You haven't did that shit, but then on top of that, y'all don't even throw the ball. You're down fucking 17 points going into the second half. You gotta let, you gotta turn the kid loose. It's that's that simple. They left, they hung their defense out there to dry. And they fucked that kid over. And if you're not gonna run that, if you don't have an idea of what to run, then just run what the fuck he ran in college. If you want him to run the ball, what they should have did was spread the fucking offense. Get him five wide, have them motherfuckers run down the field, and then let him take off because ain't no spot gonna be able to keep up with him. That's what they should have did. The Chargers had flipped them off so much, they came out there with three goddamn safeties. They came out there with a clear goal, like, hey, you're not gonna you're not gonna just run the ball up the middle and think we're not gonna stop this shit. Like the Chargers sent that message early. Like that's one of them games in the first five minutes you be like, uh-oh. And like Baltimore that is like a boxing match where the other person ain't got no counter to the jail. Like it's only a matter of time. And then on the flip side, why the fuck don't you have a counter for a jab? It's the most simplest punch they can throw. Right. Why don't you have a counter for when they gonna? That's the I. You said it when we talked on the podcast. You said I, if I was playing Baltimore, I just stacked the line. And San Diego, all they did was stack the line, and Baltimore just kept running into the motherfucker like some dumbasses. That's all they did. We all sat here and said, if we're sitting here and can call out the defense for that simple ass offense. Surely a motherfucker getting paid millions can. And that's all they fucking did and read that heavy the whole time. They just stacked that motherfucker blitz in and, and dared your ass to throw the ball. And Baltimore, like some idiots, did not throw the ball. At least come out. They had a two tight end set. They ran two tight end with a single back, single back, two tight end set. That's what y'all running out here to get you on the run? Well, I feel like there is no threat of the pass out here. That was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And if you're going to run that, because what what they were doing was leering their defense out to dry. Their defense played a hell of a game. Stop right they there. They stopping. Their defense and their special teams, they blocked two kicks yesterday. Right. So, you don't, the defense played, the defense played, they played, they were a damn and held as long as they could until it was like, fuck this. It was the score of twelve to three at halftime, and Chargers kicked four field goals. Like, come on, man! If I'm Terrell Suggs, I go to John Harbaugh and say, "Look, man, if you don't trust the kid, put Flacco in. Like, we like we can't keep." You remember in um what was the movie um the program when the dude when the quarterback got hurt and they were like, "Oh shit!" The defense was like, "Oh shit, we got to pitch shutouts now." Like, yeah. if I'm Terrell Suggs, I go to him like, look, man, we can't pitch no shit out in the NFL playoffs. Do something to help us out. I go to Jim Harbaugh. I'm a team captain. I go to Jim Harbaugh. Hey, Jim, 
Something got to break. Either we're going to let him throw it, we're going to bench him and put Flacco in. Because we can't sit out here and stop these motherfuckers like this the whole game. And they gave you a pick. The motherfuckers had a pick. The defense played out their mind. Think about this, Calhoun. They had a pick and two block kicks. They blocked the punt. How many? They blocked the punt and blocked the regular kick, right? Yeah. It's yeah. an article. It was an article on ESPN that said when you block a punt, your chances of winning go about 34%. They blocked two kicks and were no close to winning. Here's the other part of that. The first eight possessions, not eight possessions, excuse me, the first eight uh, snaps, them motherfuckers had three fumbles and, a, and lost one. So you playing like that, your offense got to play flawless. flawless. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson threw a pick and he lost a fumble on offense. And the defense still turned that shit into nothing more than a field goal. Like, you cannot give them for this kind of chance and just keep your defense out the dry. Like, they were, at one point, they were like, well, the defense going to have to score. God damn, that's asking a lot of your defense. No, I remember they said, well, I, was on, I think I was on the phone with you. They said the defense going to have to score two times. I think I'm pretty sure yeah. I was on the phone with you. Like, how can you yeah. ask the defense to score two times? That's impossible. And that, that, was a, that was laughable how they played that game. And then at the end of the game, the last two possessions, that's when – they, they turn Lamar loose, and oh, oh, by the way, he can throw the ball. Like, I don't understand that. They talk about it matter of shot of confidence put Joe Flacco in. How much of that shoot your confidence to know that your coaches that have no kind of, no kind of trust in you? Let until me say, the very end. Like, they just wasted that game. If they came with that, they should not even play. They should let Pittsburgh go up there. Let me let me apologize to the people of San Diego, who, who the San Diego Chargers, the L.A. Chargers fans who listen to us, because... You guys won. You did what you're supposed to do. A good coach does not let his team get beat by another another team the same two times in a year. So salute to Anthony Lynn, Phil Rivers, and the Chargers. But that's as far as we're going to go with that. Because in my mind, I thought Baltimore lost the game more so than the Chargers won the game. I was trying to in my mind who lost that game. Well, I, again, I, you were right. We have to salute to, San, to L.A. The Chargers were coming and showing up. Meanwhile, their coaching staff was lights out, man. They knew they was playing the best defense. They knew how to play that trash-ass offense, and they made the adjustments. Again, they had three safeties on the field to cover this shit. They stacked the box, and if they're going to run that quarterback, they got motherfuckers going to run with him. He wasn't about to hit no edge on no linebacker and take off. But they had three goddamn safeties on them. They was ready for all the fuck shit. Oh, that's on hero was Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram shit that shit down. Jesus Christ, he was balling, wasn't he? Yeah. He was balling. And shout out to the kicker for San for Los Angeles, though. For the Chargers. Yeah. He didn't miss no kicks. Tucker missed the kick. Yeah. He didn't miss no kick. It was probably 6 12 at the end. Tucker missed this kick. That's something they go every time they call this number up. When you watching college and what you seen at the Bronco the best and all this other nonsense, that kicker for San Diego, he gave I mean for the Chargers gave you what he asked for. He earned his check. How entertaining was They didn't let that game get out of hand. What they didn't do was give them any kind of chance to get that game out of hand. And, and they stuck with their game plan. So the coaching staff that, but that's a, again, that goes preparedness. Being prepared. Yep. Baltimore was unprepared, San Diego was prepared. 
Like that. Kudos to Anthony Lynn and his group because they were they were very prepared and like I that may have been the best coaching performance this weekend. Either them or the Colts, I don't know yet. But that between them two, those were two excellent coaching performances. So yeah, I get so. And I got to give it to old Jason Garrett too. That guy she called on third and fourteen. Dude. You call a QB draw third and fourteen, and he gets it. That was all heart. That was a, I think that was a bad call. It was just all heart. Like if you want to, if if I'm gonna give him credit, I'm gonna say all right. I give him credit for knowing his quarterback. But I really thought that was just a, a, a I thought that was a shit sham, a shit sandwich. Dave Prescott made. Dave Prescott made what. He made chicken salad out of chicken shit in that regard. So that's one of those. That's truly one of those. That's truly one of those. Goddamn! If you make it, you're a genius. If you don't, you, they run your ass out of town. Yeah. So side note: as the college game went to halftime, this motherfucker Lil Wayne looked like a real weirdo. I don't know what he came out here in. This motherfucker looked like he looked like a. He look like dark wing duck mixed with a lesbian. So we talked about this. We talked about this. I thinking out. We need to do another music podcast. We might do one on him. He's it's, Peter Pan. He never had to grow up. <laughs> right. He got an Elton John shade. Like when you get a chance, just this shit is laughable. What this fool has on. <laughs> I mean, I ain't trying to be funny, but he's Peter Pan. He had, he never had to grow up. And it, this is crazy. It will get back to it. I just had, like, I wasn't going to say anything, but my God. You got to look at this clown. He literally like a clown at a drag show. <laughs> Yo, but, you know, that's. How entertaining was the Ravens? Back to the topic at hand. How entertaining was the Ravens game? Ah, uh, zero. That would have worked. That was the worst. I would say Houston, maybe. Houston and, and that game was tied for the worst game of the weekend. So I, I say Houston. So I think it's a difference. One had no heart. The other one had no scheme. And I don't know which one is the bigger crime. I was okay. No, having no heart is probably the bigger crime. I thought Baltimore had heart, just no scheme. I thought Lamar Jackson. I thought they were trying their hardest on offense. They just didn't have a scheme for it. It looked too stupid. It was frustrating as a fan. That was the most frustrating game as a fan to watch. Like, I thought they played for Jim Harper. Like, I don't think Houston would play for Bill O'Brien. I think they were like, fuck him and fuck this. I think Baltimore tried to play their damnness for Jim Harbaugh. It just, it was a shitty scheme. I agree. But it, it was it was, it was was taxing to watch. It was taxing to watch both of them. Now the most entertaining game was the one you about to bring up now. Oh, yeah, Chicago and Philly. So, God loves Nick Foles. We can talk about this all day in my guard. You know what you know what I'm gonna say. We talked about this on our quarterback coach steakhouse comparison 2.0. When I said, can should you at least ask the Nick Foles question? Who do we keep? Nick Foles or Carson Wentz? Y'all, I think Bieber said it with me. Y'all ran me out of the studio that day when I said that. I said, you know, at least ask the question. Everybody looked at me like, hell nah, you don't ask the question. I like you sure. Y'all said, fuck no. So now I re- come back and ask you again. Do you at least ask the question? No. Are you just being an asshole? No, I'm not being an asshole at all. You don't ask the... No. 
Everybody been saying the same thing about it too. I've been watching different uh, sports outlets, different sports stations. I mean, hey man, I'm glad it's not our problem. That's a real life problem. Now, for you, and you said you don't list, you don't, you don't consider it. I don't consider that shit at all. What if you I win you another Super Bowl? If Nick Foles win another Super Bowl, do you consider? Damn, that's cold. No. No, I'm not. Because what What am I going to do? Can't have two quarterbacks on the roster making over $20 million. So Carson Wentz needs to go. And Nick Foles win me another Super Bowl. Carson Wentz has to go. No if and buts about it. Hey. i tell you one thing. I was hell no at first. I, you know, I'm listening now. <laughs> at first, I was laughing your ass out of what did you say? Like, get the fuck out of here. Hey, did you hear this clown? Get out of here. And now it's like, you know, we'll talk about it. <laughs> but let's talk about the game. How bad of a loss was that for Chicago? Oh, oh my God. That felt like a Falcon. That felt like a Falcon. <laughs> I'm sorry for their fans, boy. I know they felt bad. I felt sorry for their fans. <coughs> Because I felt it, and I know it had to. I know it had to hurt like hell. I felt it here, and I'm not a Bears fan. I haven't been like, oh, I gotta watch. I felt that shit, so I only can imagine. That had to rip that. You gotta get that kid. Oh my god, that was that was a rough one. <laughs> he got him. What you said? Hey, in Brazil and other parts of the world, he's dead. Oh yeah, he dead by morning. But then I, I saw it. They they uh, it was tipped. The play was tipped. They took the ball, but fuck that. That wasn't gonna make it. It don't matter. In Brazil, he did. They find that out after them. Pay. Oh yeah, in Brazil, Mexico. You gotta pay for your sins. <laughs> your sports sins don't lead the altar. You gotta pay. You gotta pay what you win. That was a hell of a game. Uh, what's also amazing is like the top two defenses are out the playoffs now. And defenses, we always say defense win games. They're out now. I actually thought that was. I thought, let me say my thoughts. I think that the Bears' defense played good. But I thought their offense for a team that's supposed to be so offensively forward thing. I thought their offense was secretly shitty. It was, it was all right. I mean, listen. Philly, Philly has sneaky D. Nah, because whoever 29 was, they were raping him on Philly. Whoever 29 is in Philly, whenever they wanted it, they went to him. But you seen some of that, man. They were sticking dick in 29 the whole game. 29, whoever he is for Philly, they were sticking dick in him whenever they wanted to. Good dick. But on the flip side, boy. That son of a bitch, Nick Foles, was dropping some mean dimes out there. You seen the one he shot the golden tape? Hey, God loves Nick Foles. I told you. When I asked you and y'all laughed, when I asked y'all, I said, man, y'all don't even ask the question. I was like, I ain't saying get rid of him. Just ask the question. Hey, hey, Mr. Owner, should we think about getting rid of Nick? Y'all said, yeah, nah, you don't think about that. I don't see how. Explain to me how. I'm listening now, but we already, I'm, you know, we listening. But, boy, I'm just, you better hope you don't win another one. If you the GM, 
You want to win, but you don't want to win. Oh, you don't want Nick to win? No, you don't want to win. Those are the kind of games that your ass win, though. Now you're going to the Super Bowl, games like that. That was a hell of a game, man. That was a good game. All facets of it. Every team showed up. Good game planning. Good execution. The defenses came to play. I mean, they, that shit was amazing, man. That was a good fucking game. That's playoff football. That was playoff football. That was playoff football. Let me ask you this. If you're Chicago, what changes do you make for next year? I think it's too many changes to be made. You, that's our first year. You grow, you grow, you grow, and you build off that year. The line was good. You got good deep. They got that little five foot six fucker. Oh, that little motherfucker give you whatever you're asking for. They got a solid running back. You going with Trubisky for the future? I mean, you're probably going to just draft another wide receiver just to make sure or a tight end. So far, I don't think it look like most of these teams in the, in this uh, thing needed. It was a tight end. I mean, Dallas can use one. Seattle can use one. Chicago can use one. And uh, Houston could have used one. Tight end. Huh? Houston could have used one. Houston could use one. Everybody could use a good tight end. But besides that, this should really be a tight end heavy draft. But they know it's good for them. Their defense is they solid. You don't move nothing on that. And your offense is straight. You got enough to build on it just wasn't your time, and you went against fucking Nick Foles and that goddamn <laughs> and them goddamn Eagles, man. It's amazing the Eagles get talked about like that. You still don't see it. Like, I still don't be like, man, that's a goddamn good team. I just know one thing. You don't want to play them. That's what I do know. Think about this. Not Two years ago, them and the Falcons were on the same level. Now they shot past the Falcons. I just thought, and I still don't see it. You looked at it the other game. Man, ain't nothing about them like, wow, boy, you know they got so-and-so and such and such. Like, after Fletcher, Fletcher Cox, ain't no more so-and-so and such and such. They're still trying not Darren Sproles as their main running back. Oh, man, that motherfucker 35 and 5 foot 6. <laughs> Nick Foles, back up. You got, uh, you got the, the what is man, Jeffries? He's... I mean, he was good in Chicago, but he was on the down. That's why they got him. The other wide receiver wasn't shit, ain't shit. Like, they got Zach Ertz. That's what they got. They got Zach Ertz on offense, and they got Fletcher Cox on defense. Well, they ain't got no hell of a linebackers or no DBs that's going to make you shake your boots. <laughs> None of them. But somehow, that's, you want to talk about the sum of his parts. Together. They're a motherfucker. They're the Detroit Pistons. The old folk Detroit Pistons. It wasn't going. I don't know about trying to go get Tayshaun Prince and Rip Hamilton and Billups. The motherfuckers on their seventh fucking team. Rasheed Wallace passes prime. That Nick Foles. Nick Foles to Rasheed Wallace of this shit. And he wasn't even as good as Rasheed was. I said, man, this shit is just ma- it's just interesting to watch. I still bet against that's how bad it is. I'll bet against him, but I won't make that bet. Not again, and you don't want to see him. Could that beat your team 16-15? Or in our case, 15-10. Or whatever the fuck. They'll beat your team. <laughs> Speaking of beat team. How the fuck do we lose? Can they beat New Orleans? Hey man, I'm not gonna say what they can and can't do no more. 
quiet as kept. I was hoping they played him instead of Chicago, though. Why? <laughs> because it's them. I, I don't know why. Because it's fucking <laughs> Nick Foles. And you said it. God likes Nick Foles. God loves Nick Foles. <laughs> That's why. God gonna show his boy some love again. It's amazing to me. It's amazing. <laughs> But that was real playoff football. That was a way to cap it. That was a good one. On the entertaining scale, how entertaining was that game? Oh, that was a 10. Out of 1 to 5, that was 10. That shit had everything. <laughs> it's not funny. I feel bad for the Chicago people, but hey, man, you can't go against Nick Foles. Hey, man, you said it when I called you, like, boy, I feel for you. You're like, man, fuck them. <laughs> they laughed at us. And then when I hung up the phone, We've done that before with us. We seen. I'm not gonna. We, we y'all say something. I'd be like, man, that's really messed up, ain't it? Y'all be like, man, fuck that. They'll do it. They're like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, everybody had that 28-3 giggles, didn't they? Oh, yeah. in Chicago, fuck them. <laughs> Come on and goddamn get your shit too. Get the crossbar and the fucking the <laughs> goal post. Go on and get it too. You can't bring that kicker back though. Hell no. That's one of the ones we're like, man, no sh- I ain't going to say it out. I don't hope this against them. Like, this one of the ones where you, this is wind up being a what for a lot of people career. Like, because you can't just say, you can say they starting something good though, but you can't just say they'll beat them every year. Jacksonville. Exactly. Like, as much as we like Tariq Cohen, the little guy, Jordan Howard, the running back, and you know, you still got Mitchell Trubisky, who God only knows where he really is. You know what I'm saying? Like, how long can you keep Khalil Mack? You know what I'm saying? Like, they got a good defense, but how long can you keep all them around? You know what I'm saying? It just exactly. Like, it's one of them things where, like you said, man, your window for that shit closed, and their window is their window is now until they sign Trubisky. Cause the minute they sign him, it's over. I don't even know if I was signing. I mean, that's a different story. But he, the minute you sign him, it's over for you. I'm gonna tell you something else in this this first round. Where it comes, what you can see, all that importance on the quarterback shit. That shit almost that should be a thing of the past as well. That quarterback shit is not the end all be all. It's just not. And they go for Philly because they don't have their starter. That's not Wentz. Wentz is not playing. Mr. Trubisky is. They, they, he using his legs as much as he using his arm, maybe even more so. Lamar Jackson was out of it. You handcuff, you handcuff, uh, Seattle. Dak Prescott beat Russell Wilson. I mean, that run game and defense still look like it can be. You have to be balanced. So all this thinking your franchise for a quarterback, somebody already showed the six highest paid quarterbacks all at home. So let that sink in. Side note for all Falcon fans, you know, while Grady Jerry around here talking about getting paid, another motherfucker like he's better than Grady Jerry. We already knew Aaron Donald and Fletcher Cox. Hey, that boy Hicks was a motherfucker out there. He may be better than Grady Jerry. But he got Khalil Mack too, so I think that make his job a little easy. Hey, man. Big boy, big boy putting in work out there. All right, we said, 
We said we're going to try to keep this at 25 minutes. Here we are at 50 minutes. Let's go on and run through real quick. All I'm going to do is just say the game, who you got winning. San Diego. We didn't say nothing. We didn't say that much about San Diego, but whatever. San Diego at the Patriots. San Diego. You boy Phil, huh? Hey man, I'm shooting for the stars. I got New England. San Diego won't catch a team being that poorly coached again. That's how they won that game. <laughs> yeah, my heart. I'm going. With my heart is sitting in my head. My head says New England. My heart says San Diego. I'm going to San Diego. All right. The Colts at the Chiefs. Colts. I mean, uh, Chiefs. I agree. I think Patrick Mahomes. Again, he mixed, so I'm a definitely root for him. But I think that he. I think he used to end the Reed Kryptonite. So all the bullshit Andy Reed can get you in, he can get you out of. So. And also, I, I was saying again, I was saying earlier that cover two shit. You know how you beat that cover two shit. That cover two shit got gas underneath. That's just for Kelsey. But everything ain't deep, but I think Tyree Hill going to take the top off that shit. Yeah. You can't do nothing with that speed. I was asking Pop, is he the fastest player you ever seen? Nah. Who's faster? Probably Jeffrey Dimps. Daryl Green, Willie Gall. It's, it's track motherfuckers. World-class speed motherfuckers who don't play in the NFL now. See, he got world-class speed. He fair. He ain't got Olympic speed. They say Robert Griffin got Olympic speed. He ain't faster than Tyreek Hill. Yeah, hard. You can't compare them two because they, they don't run the ball. They don't get the same opportunities. I've seen I've seen him hit the sidelines. I've seen Brandon Moss hit it. I've seen Dion. I've seen Darryl Green. I think Darryl Green probably hit you with a full four right now today at fifty. Exactly. I seen some. Couple, I seen some couple of years. He still got. He still got wheels. But that son of a bitch, Tyreek Hill, is fast as shit. I think the fatty guy probably I was saying will it go? When they just used to tell him, "Hey man, you run straight down the field. I'ma throw it." That's all he did. Like them people like that, they different. When you just say, "Hey man, run," I'ma throw it. I said that's what they do with him. They scheme like, him a lot. They do what? He he get open on scheme too. Like it ain't no just hey we gonna line you up run straight if straight as far as you can and we gonna let it fly. I think they do that sometimes, but I don't think they do it all the time. We'll see. But I got the Chiefs in that game. I agree with you. New Orleans at the Eagles. Actually, let's say that one. Um, Dallas at the Rams. Man, I go. I got Boy. Dallas. I got Dallas. Who you got, D? Dallas. Well, it looks a lot like Dallas, though. I'm going to go with them. I mean, again, do you trust in Jared Goff? It's some invasious, unsolicited hype. You know what I'm saying? Like, the best thing the Rams got is on the defense is Todd Gurley and Aaron Donald. But they, for all 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 the good those two young men are, they got a whole bunch of shit to make it be like, mm. like when an old lady see a young hoe. I don't trust that coach, Sean. I don't trust him. And if he come with that Jerry Golf game plan, oh, they going down the crapper. <laughs> like if they're not running that boy, if they're not running girly about thirty times, they losing that game. 
And the same thing go for Dallas. They're not putting their hand in Zeke. They're not putting the ball in Zeke's hand. They're going to lose the game. But I trust that before I trust Jared Goff. Jared Goff trash. But I'm going to go with the Rams. Hopefully they got the idea. Girl to come back. He's been out about a month. So I'm going to go with the Rams. <laughs> Last one, New Orleans at the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles at New Orleans. Hey, I hope the Eagles knock them off, but I think New England. I think New Orleans gonna beat them. God love Nick Foles until he played the Saints. Naja playing. Honestly and truly, I, I don't know. I think that this is the hardest game to call for me because I feel like the one thing the Eagles can do is make this game ugly and disjointed for Drew Brees. Like all you have to do is for them to win, it has to be a herky jerky type game where Drew Brees can't get in rhythm, and you know. For some reason, I feel like Nick Foles can do that. Hey, it beat Tom Brady and Tom Brady threw for 500 yards and a touchdown. No interception. They can go down there. I don't give a shit. They can beat New Orleans. <laughs> I'm rooting for them to beat New Orleans. If they beat New Orleans, they go into the Super Bowl. And if they get to the Super Bowl, by my God. But you still keep Carson Wentz, though, in your world. What you say? In your word, you still keep Carson Wentz even though they go to the Super Bowl. Hey, that's another discussion. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. This has been DigitalDaring.com. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.